listening to the City Lights Equipping Podcast, where we are helping you identify your next step in exalting Jesus and extending the kingdom of heaven right where you are. If this podcast encourages or challenges you, please leave us feedback on our iTunes channel and share on your social media to help more people discover the very same things that are stirring you in your walk with the Lord. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends, far and wide, Quipping Podcast. We're back, Chris, Chris and Oliver, back at it again with the white vans. With the what? <laughs> with the white vans. Are One day, neither of us are wearing white vans. It's a meme. It's an oh, old. Oh, yeah. I'm too old. Is that the blah, 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 Daniel? Dang, Daniel. Dang, Daniel with the Back white at vans? it again with the white Is vans. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Okay, yeah. yeah. He, uh, I'm not on the social cast in his fame for a lifetime supply of white vans from Ellen, it? and he oh. gave it to shoeless people. Oh, see, that's that's great. how it went. That's how it, you know went down. But that's the that's the one that's the way to take your heroism and go up one more notch. He you he did it a right. Benevolent giver of yeah. your fame. We're back here with the equipping podcast with you in mm-hmm. your car, your Corolla. Are you driving a Corolla? What are you driving a Maz- uh, uh, Mazda, Maserati? I don't know Ma- what. You're... I, I don't think we have any Maserati. We're talking drivers. to anybody that's driving. Yeah. Or you're just and listening to your ear, driving earbuds. And listen, I listen to podcasts primarily when I'm driving, though, I think. To Me too. Fair. I'd get my best I listening. I want to be a good listener, and I'm when I'm driving, I'm listening really good. Well, all automobile, transporters, drivers, riders, motorcycle riders, hey. potentially if you're listening, be careful out there. But <laughs> we're, we're just saying welcome to you wherever you're listening, wherever you find yourself, whether you're on the other side of the globe or you're right here up the street from us. Uh, a huge welcome from me. I'm Chris Armfield, and obviously that's Oliver. Welcome to Welcome back to the City Lights Equipping Podcast. Yeah, we're uh, here to just talk about life, talk about the Bible, talk about Jesus, most importantly, mm-hmm. and figure out how we might hear Him and, and walk out faith and express faith together. That's yeah. that's There's nothing better on this earth than to walk out and live out faith together. So and uh, and um, we actually are going to talk about a really great topic, which is community. It's something that mm-hmm. even like if we put it up on the blog, we talk about it on podcasts, we'll see if the word community is in it, people will listen to it. The views yep. will go up or the listens will go up, however you want to say it, yep. um, because people want it and yep. people are longing for it. People are hungry inside the church, outside the church. It's they true. want and they long for community. It's, it's everywhere. It's it's so true. And uh, just so you guys know, City Lights Equipping podcast listeners, we've been on a break for rest, yep. for recalibration. And we did not go back into recording this podcast episode and the f- ones in the future, uh, assuming anything. So we've been getting great feedback from you guys. Right. We've been listening to the podcast as well. And I think that you will feel today in the weeks to come and the, or the episodes to come a, a narrowing of focus, yep. uh, a, a trimming in a refinement, which is, you know, instead of trying to play all five positions on the basketball court or on the soccer field, trying to play all positions or the football field, trying to play all positions, mm. we're saying, hey, what position must we play? And so we're really trying to be conscious that you as a listener um, are at a church and potentially even City Lights and that you are valuing community, considering getting into community, or you're already in community, mm. uh, whether that is something we call like a city group where you're connecting on a weekly basis or uh, perhaps you're getting together with people semi once in a while, mm. but you're committed in those relationships. We'll talk more about community, but what you're going to hear today is uh, that we are really focused on what the equipping podcast is and what it is not. So um, we're getting right down to it each week and really zoned in to talk about specific things for you all who are expressing your faith in a local context, especially mm-hmm. City Lights. Yeah, I took a break, um, and this last season of rest for us um, has been, and before we jump in, would love to talk to you, Chris, about <clears throat> movies, oh, since you have a movie pass now, and now my movie pass cool. is on the way. That's huge, man. It's a big step for me and it's for us, for speaking of community. Too. So this isn't a really distraction. This it's going to lead deal. into something important, but top three movies, like just the titles, rattle them off real quick, oh, uh, that you've seen lately. All right. Um, Lately, I mean, Mother, obviously, okay. American Made, and I've seen neither of those so far, but I'm gonna catch okay, up. Okay, then I'll say Wind River with you. Wind River was yeah. great. And so I've got three different genres there, yeah. so that works just fine. Um, man, those are great movies in all their equal rights. If some of you are listening, and you've and you read about entertainment or you've seen movies, you might be like, "How did Mother make your list?" <laughs> if you uh, Mother may not have been something that was very tantalizing to you. I really like Jennifer Lawrence as an actress, and so I was really interested in a film that yeah. she would do. I usually like her films, even mm-hmm. if they aren't uh, reviewed well. Mm-hmm. And I just took a step of faith on it and said, I'm just going to go for it. And 
Uh, it turned out that I, I liked the movie when I watched it, and then I went home and was curious about a few things imagery-wise, mm-hmm. and I went ahead and looked up Mother Explained. And, and you my told me this. My jaw dropped. Yeah. My jaw dropped it's because crazy. some of the things that I thought, I'm, oh, that's like this and like this and like this. I don't want to give it away at this point. Um it's all those it's things. Allegory they were all correct. Of... So my assess, my assumptions, okay. which I was literally, I was, I was projecting my own faith in it, yeah. and I was projecting my own understanding of um, how the world came to be, and all about Christianity and my faith journey and creation and God and all of that. So I'm giving a little bit of the movie away. Well, it turns out the things that I did catch in the film was only a small portion, but all of it mm. was about God. And I'll just say this. It's the primary um, inspiration for this movie was yeah. the Bible. Wow. So I don't know that people knew that. I didn't know it. So wonderful surprise. That's why I told you, Oliver, I'm really mm-hmm. excited to go see it with you. For that, mm-hmm. it's really exciting to see what um, someone who doesn't have a relationship with Jesus that we know of is doing a film that's smitten by the narrative of the scriptures. Yep. And man, it was incredible. And yes, I have movie pass. Once I get my pass. So do you have movie pass? I'm shaking and, Chris's hand yep. right now. It's a date. It's yep. a date. So movie pass, literally it's $10 <laughs> a month for a membership and you get to see one movie a day. Yeah. And so uh, my first three days I saw movies. I took my first break from no movie watching yesterday. Yeah. I'm sorry, two days ago. You and had to I take a break I built my breaking. motorcycle and picked that up instead of seeing a movie that day. So. Yeah. I'm sorry, I did see a movie that night. No, I did. Yes, yesterday's the only day I haven't seen a movie. So, man, the, anyway. life, the life I've always wanted. But uh, I, with Chris I can, I can dove, I can transition this. Yeah. Um, you got a movie pass in part because yeah. we realized that that's going to be an opportunity for us to only spend ten dollars a month, yeah. but have opportunity at all kinds of hours to go in our friendship. We There's really enjoy seeing movies. There's a lot of things movies. against us when we're trying to work on the same task of going to see a movie, the time, the title, the, you know, how much money do you have, the yep. budget. And a lot of times movie chances of community always fall apart because yep. of all the distractions and, we enjoy, and the barriers. And we enjoy the pregame jokes and excitement. We enjoy watching the film. There's a lot and of talking going talking on. About it yeah, so, we're talkers. Yeah. So but, it's uh, good. The topic community, I mean, everybody wants it. Um, and the good news is, not good news, it's like, it's, it's mutually true, it's deeply true that God designed us for community, prays for it in John 17, one of his hmm. m- biggest, most kind of uh, uh, monumental prayers on earth is, Father, that they would be one as we are one. Mm-hmm. He, he wants things put together. N.T. Wright always says he, he came to put the world back to rights again, mm-hmm. right, you know, wants to p- put things back into shalom, harmony. And uh, whether or not we're in the church or outside church or even care about the Bible, we understand in some way we're missing without others, and we long for that. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's, it screams so loud in our social media and our texting and, you know, iPhones and all these things is that we want to be connected. But even if you talk about iPhones or Instagram, it's such a shallow connection, and sometimes... Sure. The connection of just being in the room together or going to the movie together or going out to lunch together, we can be together without being together. And there's barriers to being together, even if we're in the same room. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, some of those things are not just space and time, but some of those things are things like, you know, uh, pretense or fear or shame or anxiety and all the things that come along with being with each other and really, really with each other. And that's what we want to talk about today. Not just the why we're assuming City Lights people, family, friends that we've talked about this a lot. You know, there's no such thing as life alone. You've never been alone. God's always been with you. God's greatest gift is his presence. God designed you to be in community, but it's easier preached than done. So mm-hmm. we, that's what we're talking about today, Chris and uh, and podcast listeners. We're just talking about the how and yeah. what does that look like to be in the room, stay in the room and be with one and another. I, I would say, so I'm 39. Eventually when you listen to this podcast, I might be 40, but I would say that community uh, what I one of the ways I would describe community, Oliver, I would say it's me choosing into relationship with you mm-hmm. and giving you full permission to choose into relationship with me, where we almost you know I've never signed a contract with a friend in community, but we I know one of your words that you enjoy using and appreciate a lot as a covenant that mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm choosing to be with you. Uh, it's almost like a wedding vow mm-hmm. in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't mean that we don't have doesn't mean we always have to be in certain levels of community with each other, but I just think of community as a 39-year-old has been some of the most rewarding relationships I've ever experienced when I choose into it like that. And it's also been some of the most challenging, Mm. really hurtful. You know, I know you've Mm -hmm. experienced a lot of hurt. I've Mm -hmm. experienced hurt in relationships. And yet here we are today, fully commending, Mm. fully saying it's God's plan A, community's plan A. And so I think in part, one of the things I'm learning as we jump into this is just that community is not guaranteed to be your version or your interpretation of perfect. Um, a community that doesn't have hurt or pain or struggle 
is not the biblical community. You're like, no, Acts 2. I'm not talking about <laughs> a few you know, months of church picture of like you imagine that to be perfect. I'm saying uh, like I'm going to hurt people. I'm yeah. going to have bad days where I'm grumpy or hurtful or do something foolish. And if I don't expect other people and don't give other people permission or budget for other people's struggles, I'm going to be really disappointed in community. And it's just not, that's not true. It's not mm-hmm. a true community. There's going to be trouble. So I just want to go on record and say, I feel like my perspective is um, worth listening to because I'm not here going, oh, I've only experienced community great and it's easy and it's wonderful and it's the best. I'm going, the fact that I still choose community, and you know this, Oliver, Mm -hmm. about me because you you have personal understanding of some of the things I've been through and I have with Mm -hmm. you. The fact that we're both sitting here going, keep going. Mm -hmm. The fact that we're saying it's it's, worth... All I'm saying is that, yes. This is no small thing right. that I'm sitting here. I can just speak for myself, um, and I know it should be true for you. I believe in this. In I fact, still believe in this, I mean, for sure. I, I would argue that if it doesn't have some of the rough edges, the confusion, the confrontation within the relationship, I would challenge whether or not it's really truly met intimacy. We've yeah, we've experienced, yeah, like, well, I good. think one of the ways that we've talked about, like I mentioned earlier, pseudo-intimacy or, or kind of false friendship is if, um, like we use the terms win-lose versus win-win, if mm-hmm. kind of everybody is, if we mistake unity for uniformity, mm-hmm. we might see this kind of fake picture of community where I'm just, Chris likes me because I do everything mm. and I try and act exactly like Chris because I want mm. his affirmation, that kind of dysfunctional codependence maybe, right. or vice versa, like, you know, uh, you know, Chris bending out of who God's created him to be just so he can be in a relationship with me, and he actually forfeits in some ways his relationship and individual um, connection with God, that's not a win. And so this beautiful picture, I think, in the church, whether it's we talk about the gifts uh, within the body or the different body parts or the different personality types that can be in the community, really the fullness of it is not uniformity, but a unity that looks like diversity Mm -hmm. where you're actually more you with me. yeah. Because of me, and I'm more me. So, so the pseudo would be, oh, I'm actually having to lose some of myself to be part of the relationship. Listen, podcast listener, if that's what community looks like for you, I would challenge you to reorient. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like you, Chris, you were saying earlier, your vision for what does community actually look like? What's right. the goal here, and where am I headed? Yep. And so, yeah, I just see it as something that community is a place where you and me are more able to connect with God because of our connection with each other. That's right. I mean, things that are weathered become worth something. Mm. And what I mean by that is, you know, grapes being weathered through being crushed will eventually become a fine wine. Our muscles having to be weathered go through exercise and stretch in order to become stronger. My marriage has gone through seasons come, seasons go, ups and downs, which has caused us to continue to choose in, and we are incomparably healthier Mm -hmm. because it's been tested Mm-hmm. And so community is you choosing in to say, when I have bruises, you'll see them. When I'm when I'm uncomfortable, you'll watch it. And, and it's not easy. It could be easier to hide. And I, I and it's not ultimately easier in the long run. And you and you forfeit. I really like what you're sharing. I appreciate it a lot when you're talking about diversity because uh, I see this with male female relationships sure. a lot. Where I was thinking the same somebody thing. will. Um, the girl, a lot of times will project out to the guy, I'm the woman you want. And Mm -hmm. she's forfeiting and hiding who she really is. And he falls in in love with the idea that she is everything he wants. But then when she finally is true to herself, he's shocked. Now he may have loved the true version of herself that she never showed. And listen, this works vice versa too. There's married couples right now listening to what you're saying. Cause they're like, wait, is it too late? Is my marriage not count? Listen, I've had people say, does my marriage not count because I realize it's a year in. And and so were we ever really married? I mean, I, I, I understand how they're getting to those emotional questions. That being said, same thing with community. Yeah. I want to be the thing that my, uh, whoever the, you know, the kind of leader is in the community, or if it's a city group, mm-hmm. I'm going to be everything that the city group leader yeah. or, um, um, aspires us to be. Or maybe there's a city group leader who's more of a That's facilitator. Where I can see it and there's another person who's like all Bible, yeah. or another person who's like all power. And so when anyone has a prayer request, the power person's like, they need to be healed right now, you know? <laughs> and the person who's Bible, like, well, the scripture says that we should bring in elders and anoint them with oil, and shouldn't we do these processes? And the power person like you're crazy another person's like you're not biblical and like we could be like i want all of their affirmation right. so really sincerely to understand i mean we're talking about an identity mm-hmm. issue frankly mm-hmm. and, which is not the whole conversation today but right. ultimately Important, in community though, there are pieces we are all parts of a body when mm-hmm. a community is gathered together whether it's a city group or a group yeah. of friends or a common interest group you have to realize that the best thing you can do is be 
Jesus with your skin on. Be you. There's only one Oliver Wong. There's yeah. only one you podcast listener out there, and you're not a mistake. You genuinely are not a mistake. And I, I will say, based on community, and there's a lot of different ways to describe community, we're going to talk a lot about community in a broad term and then specific in a city group. Yeah. Um, but... You know, I, I can absolutely say I am who I am today, mm-hmm. large in part. It's probably a third. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't say like 33%, but it is the third portion. My marriage, the teams, uh, my marriage, my relationship with God, and then people yeah. make me what I am today. For sure. Without, in, all the good, in all the good ways. Yeah. So, that, well, again, commend, commend, said, commend. Which is a great transition point, Chris, because I would love for you to walk through some of these verses in Colossians okay. to do some equipping. But just going back to the marriage thing, although we're not specifically talking about that, you know, a potential way you look at that thing, I, I'm a different person a year into my marriage. Does my marriage really count? Was I really who I... Did I know who I was when I was saying my mm-hmm. vow? I think it's it's a great microcosm of really what we're talking about, because who does know who they are completely... We're all changing completely, continually. We're always fluid. And that's not just marriage. That's friendship. That's brotherhood. That's sisterhood. Right. So the reality is, is that you said this before the podcast, I and I want to make 20, sure that... It, that's, I wanna... that's the hard thing. When I was younger, I didn't know that. I yeah. thought I had arrived, and this is the best version of me. Right. And Today, I think the same thing, but now I know better. This is the best version of me by at this point. But right. there's going to be a more evolved growth, mature... So yeah. that gap, just as much as I think you choose Christ before you necessarily see everything he's going to lead you into, sure. is the same thing with community. And yeah, there's just as much faith. So you said this, and I think it was important enough to make sure it makes it to the podcast, is sometimes our community, just like our choosing of Christ in any given season, like, is my salvation va- you know, void now because I was eight when I accepted it, you know, right. or I was 15 when I accepted it? No, like that's a maturing relationship of two... Of, in this case with human relationships, two growing and maturing people, husband and wife, or city group even, let's say, mm-hmm. choosing faith forward. Mm-hmm. And once getting into a relationship, now, because I know I didn't make it based on my feelings, but again, we're leading into this, but based on yeah. Christ and based on my commitment to His covenant right. and choosing into community, this is where we're starting to see, guys, and yeah. we're, we're getting ahead of the, 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 the ball here, we're starting to see why Christ is so important and why right. I would probably argue any community that doesn't have Christ at the center, does probably have false pretense to it, and is sort of impossible. Yeah, well, I don't know. So, I mean, and this is not just because I'm saying it as a Christian, but what what Christ represents as a figure, but what's, what his spirit brings in the in community, when I mention those three things, I would not be the person I was without Christ in those things. Christ right. in my marriage, Christ in community. There was only... So when I was in a volleyball community before I was Christian the only thing that that community could bring to me was better success on the volleyball court. Right. And and maybe some character things and stuff like that, but it wasn't, they were only so far effective. Right. And Christ, Christ brings me back to my marriage. Christ brings me deeper into community because when I see Christ, I see his community with Trinity. Mm-hmm. And so you're right. The Christ, And that's our point today, isn't it? Christ-centered yeah. community. Right. And so like that, that is, uh, and so podcast listener, I mean, that's our topic today, not only community, but um, one of three legs of yeah, community right. is Christ-centeredness. And so that's interesting. I mean, I, I knew we were talking about that, but it's it's literally an uh, organic way that we just arrived in. It's only so far you dig yeah. and you land on it. Right, and so that, that's significant. It's right where it's at. That's why it's no surprise that we chose um, Colossians 3, yeah. chapter uh, chapter 3, 1 through 17. Podcast listener, I'm going to read it for you. I'll make a few comments. Oliver will make a few comments. Cool. We'll have a few um, comments about that, and then... We'll call out a truth, and we'll call it a myth, and yeah. then we'll have some practicals, all right? It's going to so be great. buckle up or stay buckled. That was metaphorically, <laughs> but maybe it's literal too. Yeah. So here we go. Um, Colossians 3, verse 1. So if then, writing to Christian people, if then you've been raised with Christ, seek those things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. So seeking. Then the next thing, verse 2, set your minds on things above uh, th- on things above, not on things of the earth. And the things that you set your mind on, the things that you were seeking, look, he says, those things have died. You've died. Your life now is hidden where? With Christ. So mm-hmm. we've already sought Christ. We're setting our mind on Christ. Our life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is our life, appears, then you'll also appear with him in glory. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, put to death the things that are not really ultimately byproducts of Christ-centeredness, mm-hmm. ultimately. And so mm-hmm. you have this this immoral, this in, you know things that were maybe pleasing for a season, but not ultimately. Sexual morality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, all the idolatrous things. On these accounts, on these things, the wrath of God, like you're going to feel a real brokenness there when you're practicing these things individually or in community. Mm. So in, in this or in these things, you once walked when you were living in them, but you don't you don't live that way. You don't seek that. You don't set that. Your life is not hidden in these things anymore. So so put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk. Just 
you know, get all that stuff out of here. That's just, you wanted it to die, mm-hmm. don't let it come back. Don't lie to one another. Uh, see that you have put off the old self with his practices, and you you have a new self on. Mm-hmm. This new self is being renewed. In, in what? How's it being renewed? The best version of Chris? Well, the best version of Christ in Chris. The best version of Christ in all. The best version of Christ in you. After the knowledge, in the, renewed in the knowledge of, after the image of its creator. That's, that is stunning. So, mm. and verse 11 says that we're all equal. There's no, no one different now. It's literally Christ-centeredness in you, and Christ-centeredness unites us together, like you were talking about. So, mm-hmm. all diverse people unify with Christ. Right. So, verse 12, a couple more verses, and then Oliver, I'll turn to you to make some comments. So, then put on chosen ones. Put on the, the people of God. You're holy. You're beloved. You have compassionate hearts. You're kind. You're humble. You're meek. You're patient. And because of this, bear with one another, which is assuming community. You know, bear with one another. That's saying you're already in community. So, Oliver, I love how you said that we can't be compassionate or kind or humble or meek or patient without other people. So it's saying bear with one another. uh, And if anyone has a complaint against one another, get ready to forgive. Be ready to you know that's called future forgiveness. Be ready and armed with it. As the Lord's forgiven you, you forgive other people. So mm-hmm. above all other things, we'd say Christ at the center and how Christ moves from the center of us out is love. So put um, above all of these things, love should bind everything together in perfect harmony. So let the peace of Christ, again, Christ-centeredness, rule your heart. And you are called into a body with that peace. And be thankful. Verse 16, let the word of Christ, so the peace of Christ, the word of Christ dwell in you richly. It's going to give you everything that you need for the knowledge and return your thankfulness to God. And then lastly, verse 17, whatever you do in anything that you say or anything that you do with action, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks. So yeah. those last things were Christ, thankfulness, Christ, thankfulness, yeah. Christ, thankfulness. Yeah. Well, one of the key verses, which doesn't appear here in Colossians 1, of course, like it's a hallmark verse for... Or maybe, I mean, in the Bible, it's a key verse, but even for the book, especially a hallmark verse, it's like Christ is preeminent. He bonds everybody oh, yeah. together. He's in all things. He's above all things. It, you know, the, the, the temptation for this specific church, which you don't need to get in the historical context, but was that kind of Gnosticism, that kind of like, um, maybe we can enjoy the things of Christ without having to push the actual death, burial, resurrection as being the center of everything. Like maybe he can be a thing rather than the thing. Mm-hmm. And and you can tell the author here is just continuing to harp on, in this case, community, but in all other subjects, mm-hmm. Christ being at the center. And so what I love about this is that idea of not uniformity, uh, like a lot of other world religions, could absolutely make this kind of uniformity that doesn't celebrate diversity. One of the fruits, not necessarily the central premise, but the fruits of Christ-centered relationship is, look at all this in verse 11, barbarian, like slave, free, Mm -hmm. uncircumcised, uncircumcised. It's this place where actually, because we are not having to relate on our kind of affinity basis anymore, we're relating on something so much deeper, we actually have a chance to stay together. Mm -hmm. You know, if he's, if in other ways, in rudimentary ways in Colossians 1, we're saying Christ is the glue that holds the world together if it is going to stay together to Mm -hmm. put the, you know, to put the world to rights, as we said earlier with N.T. Wright, uh, it is the truest, most central and foundational way that you and I can have communion in Christ. The reality is we don't have anything in common except for Christ at the end of the day. At the Mm. end of the day, all of our talents, our volleyball playing, our we work at the same job, even marriages, a lot of times you'll, you know, you've seen this in even if we we did know who quote we were when we got married, they tend to drift apart because our personalities change and our temperaments. And sometimes we were mourning people when we're not. Well, marriages, communities, churches, if it's not founded on Christ, that's what I hear this verse saying, Chris, Mm -hmm. is that um, we're on a journey of either figuring out people that are so different from us, oh, wow, we're not that different because we have Christ. And Mm -hmm. people that we think are really similar because we have the same hair color or whatever, Mm -hmm. which are shallow, oh, wow, those things aren't as important as we move down the road discovering that Christ is the center. So I just see this picture even in my mind of Christ being at the center Mm -hmm. and us moving as we move towards him, moving towards each other, you know, as well. Christ-centeredness. And you're you're spot on. I think that we, in community where Christ is center, we continue to rediscover Christ. Yeah. And when we think about the mysterious nature of Trinity or the mysterious nature of Christ, not mysterious as in bad what's behind the curtain, but it's deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper Mm -hmm. into mystery— um, Father Rohr talks about that. He's a, um, um, he's a he's a priest, but he just talks about mystery is not the denial of getting to know God. It's actually the invitation, invitation. to ever, ever know good. Him. What's interesting, if Christ is that, so if it's, if it's blonde hair or if it's volleyball, your interest might change, your desire might yeah. change, it'll ebb and flow. But Christ is literally an ever rediscovering the newness of who we are and really who he is, which rediscovers us, which then says this about community, when I just was looking at that passage when you were referring to the 
different kind of races and ethnicities that we connect with uh, in our culture. And Christ is the is the contrary one of that, saying like there's an interconnectedness rather than an outer That's connectedness right. of That's us. A good way to see Here's it. what I thought of though. Uh, I was thinking about how I've heard you say a lot. Um, about covenant and contract, this passage is not saying go contract with people. Right. Nor is it saying, though, but here's what's interesting. It's not saying that we should pursue relationships with other people, all kinds of other people, because what they can do for us. Mm-hmm. In every way, this passage is saying you pursue relationships because what Christ has done for all of you. Right. So it's amazing. That means I don't look for interest groups or skin color or... Now, I can go to maybe a, a black man who's a good a friend of mine. I just reconnected with a guy named Brian in Clemson, and he's a, a big black guy and played basketball, and I'm drawn to him because yeah. I want to hear more of his story, yeah. but I'm most drawn to him now because he has Christ at Center and I have Christ at Center, and I just want to hear. I want to know the diversity and celebrate it. I don't want him to look more like me. He doesn't want me to look more like him except for what we had, uh, admire about each wow. other. But the, I think the thing that stands out to me as we jump into this passage the way we are is that we don't pursue community for what we can get out. Right. But we pursue community because of what Christ has done in me mm-hmm. causes. You said that language, like it, it moves me outward. Mm-hmm, it moves me outward. Mm-hmm. Because I could look at a certain community or gathering people and go, I have nothing to gain from them. Yeah. Or I could be proud and go, they have everything to gain from me. You know, and like that's thinking too much of self. But realizing there's things that my heavenly father has in store for people. And he has included me in their story and them with mine. And it's not about me getting something, but it's about Christ giving something mm. to everyone through everyone else. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's a, it's a paradigm shift probably for some of us. Paradigm shift is the way you think about something, what you believe is true. And for me, this is a right side up mentality. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can only do isolation for so long before you get frustrated with the only person you're hanging out with, which is you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're just not meant to be that way. I'm- Otherwise, God would have existed as one being, but he is somehow beautifully Trinitarian. And humanity is an expression of Trinitarianism. So there is a way to have community that is that takes the, the breath away. Like Trinity takes my breath away when I yeah. think about them. So great. Such a great picture <laughs> there as you talked about um, your friend from Clemson of like different shape, color, size, age, yeah. but then that commonality of Christ. I mean, one, that makes me celebrate Christ more and want to delve into the mystery of that Father Roar was talking about, the yeah. priest guy you're saying. Um, and then isn't it natural, isn't it appropriate that that would allow me space to be more Oliver or you to be more Chris because you know him, because he's given you permission to that. And he's saying, I'm loving you, not because who you are to me, what I can get from you, the strings I can pull or what this is going to end up. I'm loving you because you're worth the death of Christ, that Mm -hmm. Christ loves you. Christ put value on you. So I'm going to value the value. Yeah, Yeah. I choose value. You know, whether I think you have value or not, if Christ values you, I'm going to I'm going to match that. I'm going to go all in. You know, if if Christ put $50 worth of chips on Oliver, I'm going to match it. Like yeah. I want to value you as much as Christ values you. That's a huge way to think about it. The other interesting nuance, I haven't seen him in 4 years. Yeah. And as soon as we walked in the room, we both shot up and hugged each other and we actually ended up hanging out Wow. The whole time. Wow. Um, like for four or five hours. Shout out. So yeah. What's his yeah, name? yeah. Be nice. Be nice. Shout yeah, out. Be, be nice. nice. So, um, and you know, and that's, but that's just interesting about community is like you're saying, we were able to reconnect on the, uh, in a connected way in some ways further than we ever had because we were just comparing notes of four years of being human and being with Christ and uh, Christ at the center has led him. He just got married this last weekend. Cool. He's full time in ministry now, and awesome. Um, and not and not that the you know because I'm married in full time ministry, we connected. Like no, that's just yeah. one story out of I could tell you fifty from last week. You know, yeah. but choosing in community, we find a lot of value there, and right. we can celebrate differences because we're seeing different colors of 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 really the Godhead mm-hmm. when we're when we're ourselves. So let's talk about the myth today and let's really apply it. The myth today is that love is a feeling mm-hmm. or maybe another term is like you fall in love. Mm-hmm. Uh, love is emotional, but to be, you know, just to stick the one statement, love is a feeling. Yeah. Let's talk about that world so that okay. we can figure out where we are and then maybe where we would take our next step. Good. But tell me what happens when love is a feeling. Oh, well, you lose those feelings. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I'm glad you feel in love right now, but you're going to not feel in love soon. Soon. Sincerely. And what are you going to discern at that point? Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I see people do is, uh, since I fell out of love with a career, mm-hmm. my spouse, um, my choices, my city, 
uh, they usually ask questions like, was I ever really in love? Yeah. Did they change or did I change? Yeah. They sold out, I sold out. I'm wanting to do this, and we didn't budget well. So feelings don't budget well for new information. Mm-hmm. Feelings are a representation of something that we wanted, mm-hmm. that we got, and yeah. we have a literally like an endorphin rush. <laughs> yeah. And it, we feel. And I'm not saying that somebody doesn't feel love. My 14-year-old son was dating a girl for 10 days, and they started telling each other they love each other. He said, Dad, I really love her. And I go, I believe you feel love for her. Mm-hmm. When they broke up five days later, I said, you felt love? You didn't have a choice and commitment of love. And he's like, mm-hmm. what's the difference? I said, love like mommy and I have is something that goes way beyond feelings. We've chosen to love one another. Mm-hmm. So love being a feeling, it's too fickle. Mm-hmm. It comes, it goes. It's not reliable. But love has feelings. When I choose to love my wife, I may not feel happy, but I feel um, a form of safety, if you will, you know, mm-hmm. like a form of confidence, a form, a form of stability. Mm-hmm. When I can say, I love you, Jerusha, I'm not just saying, I feel it. I'm going, I choose you again, yeah. you know, which I think eventually is where we'll land with some, uh, when we think about love in that regard. So, and I'd also say, you know, if we realize that when I feel love, it could be true, not true love, but it's truly feeling something. I just know that love tells you what to do. Yeah. You know, it tells you to get on a knee. It tells you to run in the rain. It tells you to spend a lot of money. It tells you to stay up late. It tells you to ditch your friends. It mm. tells you to buy this or sell that. And so for love to be that influential, right? I hope it's based on more <laughs> than an overnight feeling yeah. or how I'm feeling lately. It has right. to pass more of a test to have that much authority. Yeah. And I'll be blunt. Love has a lot of authority in our lives. Mm-hmm. So uh, if it is just a feeling and it, it is in part feeling. Yeah, I think even true love has feelings. We'll talk about that. But I think feelings with true love is a ripple effect of a commitment, mm-hmm. not the starting point. Yeah. Well, if love is a feeling, and we assume it's a good feeling, and one of the things sure. I thought, thought of too, Chris, in, in the context of contract versus covenant, covenant means a uh, hundred zero. Like even if you don't do anything, I'm gonna do, I will, I would yeah. I would be for you. Fifty fifty is more of the contract, or sixty forty, or whatever, right. depending on which way you lean. Uh, <laughs> the contract is is. Is uh, is hard to, a hard place to put your heart or invest something so authoritative, so powerful, and something that feels so pulling to you? Because if it doesn't happen, then you punish, then you hold hostage, mm-hmm. then you withhold love, you withdraw. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of like I'm not sure what you've done for me. And so as long as the annies are annie ups, as long as it's more investment, then it works out. Mm-hmm. But the minute that that somebody pulls away, or this is even more important, if I even perceive that there's a pulling away, which usually the other person yeah. isn't pulling away, but you're just looking at it that way, then I start to pull out my chips, and you right. start to pull out your chips, and that's it's almost like so a bank run kind of thing. So how that is different? Explain how 100% to zero, 100% from me, I don't expect anything from somebody. Is Would that be the health? Is that the way to describe covenant, you'd say? And is that... Is that the healthy number? I system? think you know as we land, we're heading towards landing. But yeah, the measure of relationship is Christ. The measure, the center mm-hmm. is Christ, and the measure is Christ. So, I'm asking myself, what did God spend to love me? Mm-hmm. You know, and then therefore, mm-hmm. how how much do I spend for others? That's my budget. That's a stunning answer because I was trying to think about how practically I was going to convince people to get involved in community and give 100 percent, expecting <laughs> nothing. And I went crickets. Like, there's well, no promise well, there. But. It's exactly how Christ moved. I mean, that's what he did. And uh, we do benefit from community, even though if we give 100% expecting zero, there's never been a relationship ever in my life, even if I was, it was so one-sided yeah. that there wasn't mutual benefit to some degree. And that's a great point, because let's hit the truth of, truth of trust. I have one point on that, Mark, okay. and then you feed me back there. But the truth of trust, trust guys, is that love is not a feeling. It is a choice. Mm-hmm. It is a uh, continual, daily, mm-hmm. momentary, moment-by-moment moment choice, and it is a hard choice oftentimes. Right. But it's the right choice, and it's a good choice. And, uh, and what I wanted to say about that uh, earlier, Chris, is that you know, I think that one of the other subtle myths that hides just next to the truth to trust today about love being a choice is like choosing to love as a one-way street, as a hundred to zero, um, from the position of I'm going to love you and serve you because I'm a good guy or a good woman, um, which I think is a little bit different. Again, it's a slight adjustment off to the, off the mark, um, because it's it's wholly based on serving and not vulnerably looking for connection. And I think that's just an important caveat to just make sure we talk talk about and touch on, not a major issue. But I do think that sometimes before we go too far on the whole truth of trust is that I'm going to go 100 to zero, mm-hmm. we become a martyr of it. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the aim sort of, the aim is still Christ, but it sort of deviates a little bit because it kind of puts me in this invulnerable 
kind of, I'm just here to serve you. And it doesn't really work on the major issue that we're talking about, which is connection, which yeah. is giving and receiving, yeah. giving and taking. And so I could be, I've talked about this on my uh, last talk on community back on City Group Sunday, but you know, the idea of like, I'm a great giver, I'm not a good receiver. Right, right. So sure. just trying to set the, the, yep. the place for that. Talk a little bit about well, the truth of trust today, what you think about yeah, what I was bringing Yeah, what up. you just mentioned makes a lot of sense because if I go in and I just want to serve one, probably somewhere deep in the, in the, the part of your core, like where the scripture would call it your heart and the core, there's probably a false motive of I yep. like being called servant and I'm doing mm-hmm. it to be servant. And there's nothing wrong with serving. However... If my 100% to zero is serving, it's not going to function well. And you're not going to be satisfied. That idol can't serve you well. It's overpromising. What I mean by that is yeah. if Christ is at center, Christ moves. We see in the scripture really clear. Christ moves in the avenue, in the medium of love. Right. So Christ-centered, loving service. Yeah. Christ-centered, loving patience. So when yeah. you think about 1 Corinthians 13, love's patient. Love is kind. Love is gentle. Love does not envy. It's Christ-centered, loving, not envy. Christ-centered, yep. loving patience. Christ-centered, loving gentleness. Good. And so what's powerful is I'm still... Listen, I believe these are fruits of the Spirit, but I'm choosing in. Mm-hmm. The choosing in is not to choose to be patient. Mm-hmm. I'm going to choose to be Christ at center. Yeah. And one of the earliest signs of coming up out of the ground of that seed is Christ, is it looks loving. I'm not do love does not try to change somebody's mind. Mm-hmm. Love tries to understand. Mm-hmm. So if I'm trying to change somebody's mind, I'm doing it in a loving way. I'm literally trying to go backwards mm-hmm. and hope it lands in Christ. No, Christ will produce constantly the root, the strength, the bulk of the tree is love. It's Christ. Yeah. And the shoot out of the ground is love. The the branch is going to look like patience and the fruit is going to be I just experienced Holy Spirit through you. Yeah. And if that's my motive, yep. I, I'm only glad that they're eating a fruit. I'm right. not going like, oh, cool, I'm patient. I'm fruitful, yeah. I've, I, if no, I, don't, doesn't, I don't know what my branch is going to produce. I don't know if patience is going to be on display tomorrow, but I know that's one of the fruits of Christ-centered, expressed yeah. love with a fruit called service. Listen, we, we're approaching this podcast. I know I am. I am hearing Chris is with a lot of trepidation. We do not have it. Like this is a very hard, easy to preach, hard to live, <laughs> you know, position in life for sure. And um, love the illustration of fruit. You know, something you said yesterday, Chris, at staff was just about the body parts. And we're not going to get into all of that. But you were just talking about how like a kidney functioning really, really, really well that has a pancreas that doesn't, isn't winning. Right. You know what I'm saying? The so so, so mm-hmm. the picture here is that like the goal is connection of mutual thriving. If if I'm just knocking it out of the park with quote patience, blah, 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 and all this fruit, and I'm like, whoa, this is awesome, but somehow there isn't a connection, then I'm not just responsible for doing my quote job and then being like, oh, I fulfilled my end of the covenant. Yeah. There's like a, the goal is connection. The goal isn't just doing my job and having fruits of the spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's take a look at some of these next steps. Okay. Um, Chris, you had three here that I thought yeah. were super just illustrative and helpful. Sure. Um, why don't we start with number one? Yeah, well, thinking about community, so podcast listener, I'm thinking literally with you right now. I'd love to present uh, how do we do community at a Christ-centeredness. Um, I want to I want to leverage the cross. I want to leverage resurrection, and then possibly ascension and the giving of the Spirit. And here's what I mean by that: I believe that in the cross, what we see is it's a close-ended sacrifice, meaning. I am, uh, well, it's open-ended, meaning there's benefits to come, but it's literally Jesus saying, because I love you, I will choose sacrifice, and I'm not doing my sacrifice with an expectation of return. Mm. I'm going to literally, uh, Christ at center, expressing love, sacrifice, is benefiting you. So what happens when we say something like that, no expectation in return, community community doesn't have an expectation in return. Uh, So for instance, if you are serving and you or your patient, you will know that you've done it outside of Christ-centeredness. This is a huge diagnostic podcast listener. If you're patient or kind or loving or generous, and you find yourself frustrated with how people have utilized your generosity, your patience, I promise you, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't mean to be proddy and, and rude to you, but it wasn't Christ-centered. Yeah. Because Christ, though preachers have said this, is a very toxic bad theology. Like Christ died for you, and so you know yeah. he's mad that you're not living. It's the least you could do is sing a song to him because he died for you. You at least could sing for him. So he's saying, like, for Christ to feel like his cross was worth it, yeah. you need to sing that worship song. Yeah, heck no, Christ point. didn't die so that I could show point. him that I like him or that yeah. I think a song's valuable. So you will know 
diagnostically if you're working at a Christ-centered community if you personally, I'm only talking about you. I'm not asking you to talk about other people who are getting frustrated, but if you're frustrated, irritated, I'm such a great teacher mm. and no one's taking notes. I'm such a great uh, listener, but no one seems to be calling me that. Mm-hmm. Christ isn't at the center because Christ mm-hmm. wasn't going around boasting and saying, look at me, look at me, and mm-hmm. you all should be different because of me. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Christ brings life to all things, and so life should come from that. But I, my joy cannot be tied to how people respond to my patience, my kindness, my love that is attached to love that is attached to Christ. Yeah. Can't do it. So how how do we measure our love for others? Let the cross be a symbol. This is what yeah. I would say to community, city groups or people in community. What if the cross was the a, a remembrance symbol for you, which stands for I'm all in with no expectation return. Mm, mm. Not just, hey, I'm sacrificing and you never appreciate it. Mm-hmm. That's not Christ at center. Yeah. That is sacrifice in order to get something. That yeah. was that was a payment. <laughs> that was literally you trying to acquire something. You're trying to acquire a behavioral response to your sacrifice. Christ didn't do that. Yeah. He didn't do it. He tried, he used his interior to live on the outside so it would change your interior. Yeah. And so in that regard, I would leverage the cross. Oliver is the first thing and say the cross meaning Jesus went all the way with no expectation yeah. of return. And that's what a Christ-centered community would look like if the cross is central. And I don't hear you talking about uh, masochism either. No. Like, I think what you're saying is that's a very contagious, like, when covenant gets to be the place of, it's, it's not unlike adoption. When somebody gets adopted versus if you're foster, you get a, just a sense of foundation that I'm here for you no matter what, thick and thin. And that is the fostering of safety, yeah. vulnerability, actual intimacy, connection, and real love. So yeah. we're not aiming, again, just to do our part and leave, but I'm hearing you say that if the, if there really are no strings attached, it will be felt. And if that's felt, oh, yeah. there will be connection. Yep. If there is connection, there will be love. And so we're, well, it, this is a hedonistic, and, and it's mm-hmm. I, that's, I'm going to use that in an extreme sense. Um, we are, we've not missed our mark of community. We will experience the Mm -hmm. best type of fellowship, I believe, in community when the foundation and the floor of that is safety and consistency and uh, choosing. You got it. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And so when when we give without expectation return, if Christ is center, Paul really makes it clear, you won't have, uh, you need becomes a redefinition, you know? And I think a lot of times we're idolatrizing, idolatrizing, uh, things that we want people to say back to us for the things that we're doing. So the cross is a symbol of mm-hmm. no expectations, um, but full give. Yep. The, the second thing I would say is a symbol would be the resurrection. And obviously it's going to be cross, resurrection, ascension, giving the Holy Spirit. But resurrection, I wonder if Christ is the center of community, mm-hmm. then the cross reminds us of giving with no expectation of return. The resurrection is a demonstration of what community looks like as an expectation of power. Yeah, I really like that you added this to this because this the first draft didn't have this, but tell me a little bit about how you think power is significant in community. Well, if the cross is the center, the story didn't end there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if Christ is an expression of love, he showed us what it looks like at the cross, but then he, he defeated death. Mm. So he literally redefined he recalibrated everybody's thoughts to go, what's possible now? Mm-hmm. And we know he goes on to say that you, what you've seen is just the floor. You know, like if my life is the floor, your life's the floor. It's only, it can be greater than these things. And so when you think of resurrection, it's a moment where when prayer request time comes yeah. around or a need comes around or a dream right. that we don't just think about what is practically possible. We think what is supernaturally um potential. Mm-hmm. And we know that I believe wholeheartedly in my core and biblically theologian, I believe that God can, can, does, and is still doing all things that we've seen in the sure. scripture and then some, yeah. and then some. I don't think any list in the scripture is exhaustive mm-hmm. of sin or of glory. Mm. So in that regard, if that's the floor, what does it look like? A Christ-centered community has the cross next to Christ because it's giving without expectation return. And it is... Uh, with, if the resurrection is a symbol next to the cross, that is constantly serving as a reminder of all things are possible. Yeah. So let's ask God, God, what do you want to do Yeah, here? that's a good point. Do you want us to you know, mourn with them or do you want us to pray for the dead to be raised? Do you want us to raise money for their medical bills or do you want us to pray for for the, the cancer to go away? Or all of the above, yeah. you know, or possibly all of the above. And and that because it's not sinful or unfaithful to raise money, but be praying as well. It's mm-hmm. not plan A and B. Pl- all right, we pray plan A, or we raise money plan B. Or I've seen people raise the money and do everything medical, and then plan B is well, maybe we could try praying. Yeah, the resurrection tells me. Yeah, God's up to way more yeah. than meets the eye. And if that's the case in community, 
that's where he's going to want to display it. For people who are giving all in with no expectation of return, let's see what God wants to put up to that. And and that would be yeah. love expressing itself in letting the supernatural be the definition and the power of the resurrection, which is done by the Holy Spirit, mm. which is what brings life to community at Christ-centeredness is the Holy Spirit in you. And he's going to consistently point to Christ, by the way, yeah. the Holy Spirit in us. So that's what I would say is a secondary symbol would be the resurrection as a demonstration and reminder of power. Yeah, if community was like a party, I literally thought if I was telling Alec this, you know, my four, my five-year-old, he's growing now, but mm. um, if I was telling him, if community is a party, it'd be like a birthday party and not having... Jesus there. Like the whole mm. purpose is to celebrate Jesus oh, yeah. together. That's a good point. Um, That's you amazing. know, it's like one of those like Gatsby or Bruce Wayne parties is like, who's rich guy is this? And we're just in the house. We're yeah. celebrating. We get to know each other, which is a, a kind of idolatry of community, which you can do. Yeah. I love being with this person so much. I'm not going to make room for Christ in it. So prayer, idea of what's God want to do in it, the right. idea of power, the something inexplainable without him being here. If we don't have markers of that in our relationship, I really wonder if Christ is at the center. That's yeah, what Christ, I hear you Christ saying. Christ is the center. Could yeah. still be a, quote, healthy community, but I I would say there's no way Christ is at the center. Yeah. In, in a two-year term, um, life is enough ups and downs that there's moments for demonstration of power, not just truth. You know, grace, truth, power, and truth in a sense that you know, uh, Christ is going to have a very rooted in Scripture because that's telling us about Christ in the Godhead. Mm-hmm. The Scriptures do that. But with that, the Scriptures point to moments of power. So I would say if, if you're in community and you haven't experienced truth and power and grace in a year's time, I really would question whether Christ is at the center, mm-hmm. which is not an accusation. It's just a, what would it might, what might it look like to really keep Christ at center? You know, if I was in a city group, I'd say, hey, let's someone get objects that we always put on a the table. There's a cross symbol. There's a resurrection symbol. And then this next thing I would mm-hmm. say, ascension, giving the Holy Spirit symbol, will remind us what Christ-centered community could look like. Mm-hmm. Not just patient, love, kind, mm-hmm. um, but but what informs those things? What are the branches that get in, gets into the root, which is Christ? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the Holy Spirit was the last one, or the giving of yeah. the Holy Spirit, and speaking I'll, of. I'd like to pair the two. So we got cross, resurrection, and then I'd, I'd like to put Jesus ascending yeah. uh, and giving the Holy Spirit as one, although they're, they're two different moments in a sense. But I want to pair them together. And here's the symbol. So cross... Uh, giving with no expectation of return. Resurrection is the possibility of power reminder. The ascension of giving the Holy Spirit is Jesus saying, mm-hmm. I'm going to do what's in your best interest. And when he gives the Holy Spirit, that makes sense. But before he gives the Holy Spirit, it makes no sense. Sure. The greatest leader, the best teacher, the guy who seems to be the best person I've ever known says, I'm going to withdraw. Yeah, good luck. I'm going to not just live next door. <laughs> I'm going to live out of sight. I'm, yeah. I'm leaving. I'm I love you so leave. much, I'm leaving. Yeah. I love you so much, I'm leaving. I'm such a great leader, I'm leaving. You know, But what Jesus does, though, this is interesting. Love sometimes creates a gap mm-hmm. and doesn't fill it with, great point. with something or someone. They create a gap. So Jesus, in the ascension, creates the greatest cosmic gap because God was, was flesh, right there, best friend. And he creates a gap because he had their best interest in mind. Their faith and understanding couldn't understand. But then he actually sends his Holy Spirit. So it's not just as though now Jesus goes with everybody. Jesus now goes mm-hmm. with everybody. Mm-hmm. So the symbol of the ascension and the giving of the Holy Spirit to me is a Christ-centered community makes space not only for the Holy Spirit to show up, but for the Holy Spirit in you to show up. So I would say, almost in a prescriptive way, city group leader, you might be so good Mm -hmm. that everyone's always looking to you with all the answers and all the power and all the wisdom. If you're really doing your part in a Christ-centered community, sometimes you'll be quiet, sometimes you'll back out, sometimes you might even fumble, not saying Jesus fumbled on purpose, but he was human, and you might... Uh, choose to be more human, Man. pass the ball. So I do think Christ-centered, loving community creates space, mm-hmm. not just for the Holy Spirit to blow in through a window, but for the Holy Spirit to speak through, to demonstrate through somebody else rather than the most experienced. Mm-hmm. I would say the most experienced follower of Christ consistently creates space for other people to experience what they have experienced themselves. You cannot do that in community yeah. if the, quote, professional or most seasoned person is always the one yeah. on display. I mean, I've heard a lot of codependence, and I don't know how much you huh. guys are familiar with that word, but that idea of like 
I need to be needed kind of thing, or I need somebody to need, you know, that both of those is a kind of two way symbiotic, but dysfunctional relationship. And I just hear you saying that sometimes helping hurts, sometimes giving people space and allowing God to be who God needs to be and not you playing God in their life can be a really important thing, not only in friendship, but in marriage. And so take that to the Lord, discuss that. That's one of those things that needs a measurement, a little more calibration than just from a podcast vantage to tell you what to do. But, um, I just love all those cross resurrection, um, Ascension and the giving of the Holy Spirit. Just, Chris, powerful language. I'm so glad that you brought those additions today because they just insist that God's not just an ideal or right. a theme or a how would God do this, but what is Jesus doing? Not just what did Jesus do. Jesus he got loves. us here and he's going to get us yeah. through too. You know, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's the save and sustain. So he, it's not just Christ centeredness as in like, oh yeah, we all started there. We never graduate from Christ being the center. We don't become so mature and communal that. We don't need to remember Christ, you know, like, no, it, he literally infuses everything we do and yeah. he partners with us to do it. Yeah. A lot of themes here to think about, um, just going through community is, is really hard, but it's, it's really, really worth it. So yeah. hopefully you heard this podcast listener. This is not two guys in a room thinking, oh, we got it all figured out. Let's tell everybody how to do it. It's like, no, like as soon as you feel like you get a footing and a next step, there's a whole nother next step mm-hmm. that seems even harder than the last. And so mm-hmm. it's more and more humbling. We're more, hopefully growing lower and lower and more in need and more, Uh, hopefully seeking and hungry for Jesus at the center. Um, The other idea that I caught, Chris, was the idea that we know community is working, um, not at a pseudo shallow level, but at its core, at its deepest, most way it's been designed to do when we're both flourishing, when everybody Mm -hmm. in the group is becoming more who they're supposed to be, not just kind of like becoming who they think they ought to be so they can be accepted. That's usually the sign of contract love is that I'm going to be for you what you need so that you can accept me. And that's not what Jesus intended. We want to be able to be of all different races and nationalities and genders, and loving to be together, not having to be anything different, simply because Christ values uh, all and enough to lay his life down so mm-hmm. that all men would be drawn to him mm-hmm. as he is lifted up. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the truth to trust today is about just fe- uh, feeling versus choice, that love has to be, if it's true, a choice. If it's of Christ, it is a choice. He chose to come down here. It says, nobody took my life from me. I right. laid it down on my own accord because my father told me to do so. So right. love and its impulse and impetus is not something that is trying to get anything with strings attached. And so the three things I heard was cross and resurrection and um, as well as the uh, this the giving of the Holy Spirit, just knowing how to invite Christ into the very presence of the relationship, not just thematically or ideally, yeah. but actually asking God, what are you doing? And trusting Him to be the builder of community, not just your ideals or your virtues or your yep. principles. Yep. Yeah. Well, you will know that Christ is the center of your community when when you leave, people experience Christ as the center of you. Yeah. And... Um, if Christ is the center of you, you're going to influence your community to put Christ at center. Mm. And that's the greatest fruit. Not kindness, not patience, not goodness, not self-control, but Christ in all things. Mm. Christ produces love, which produces those things. And so we just uh, commission you to not give up on people because that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about community with inanimate objects. We're talking about community with people. Um, keep going. Mm-hmm. Be encouraged. Be ready to be disappointed, but disappointment just means you didn't get something you wanted. <laughs> so mm-hmm. again, that's a diagnostic. We don't need to restart, but mm-hmm. listen, pursue Christ in all things. He is worth it. Set your mind on him, seek him. Um, and he's done all that for us. And so it's not a me saying like, so do it for him. It's just, we get to benefit. Mm. So we love you, podcast yeah. listener. We want to hear from you if you have questions for us Feedback. or thoughts. Uh, and remember, this is installment one of three. So today was community. Just to give you a little hint, next week is connection, and the following week will be communication. And it's going to be amazing. This the, is a great topic. The three legs of Hope community. You're ready. And so maybe you're like, I got this one. Well, like, how well have you been connecting and investing? People are like, I have to do that? Like, that's the second leg. Yeah. And the third leg, communication, we all need to grow in that, and it's always going to benefit others. So we look forward to talking with yeah. you next time. See much you next love, time. much peace. Adios. Adios.